I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along, everybody, to the Cult Popsha podcast. My name is AJ, and I am joined by Rowan. That's right, Rowan has officially joined the Cult Popsha family. And on this episode, we are interviewing Ross Biedman, who you may recognize as Saw's Bandeem, the youngling who was murdered by Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, in the final act of Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Thirteen years later, Ross is all grown up and his status as a pop culture icon has been cemented in the hundreds of internet memes surrounding his ill-fated character and his one line of dialogue. Let's get to the show. for joining us um on the show today ross thank you for having me guys yeah it's been a pleasure all good all good um but before we uh commence this interview we kind of need proof that you are in fact the kid from star wars so could you um say the line for us (laughs) i'm sure i could say the line uh master skywalker there are too many of them what are we gonna do oh my gosh it's really him (laughs) (laughs) conclusive side evidence guys how many times have you been asked to say that line? Uh, honest, I can't even remember. It's probably been about a thousand, like so far. But uh, oh, but, we won't get you to do it but, again. But no, it's okay. You, you know what? Like uh, the amount of times I've been asked to actually say the line has kind of like decreased. But the times like in between the asking of the question has kind of spread out, so I'm fine with it now. Mm, it's all good. Okay, it's all right. good. Cool, cool. Um, so. I guess should we? Would you have? Do you want to kick off a question there, Rowan? Do you want to ask a question? Can I? Which one? The first one. After, can you say the line? Ask that one. How old were you then, and how old are you now? <laughs> wow, commitment. <laughs> I was uh, I was six years old when I had my speaking role in Star Wars, and I'm now twenty. Time has flown cool. by. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So, do you, like, do you actually remember like a whole lot about it? Because I don't remember a lot from when I was six, but I also wasn't in one of the biggest movies of all time so yeah yeah I also I, I remember big bits and pieces i remember kind of starting off like getting asked the question by my mum, would you like to be in star wars i mean you asked that question to any six-year-old kid what are they gonna say but uh yeah. but yeah I, I remember i remember getting a kind of a lift to the studios on the second day of filming too and that was pretty mm-hmm. sick because we were driving along and there was hundreds of sheep on the left hand side of the hill going up to shepherd and studios I remember bits and pieces like when I was walking in, I saw, I think, a person with dwarfism. I don't really know who he played or if he's part of the cast of the crew, but I kind of, at the time, I was kind of thinking, yeah, I was, just, I, was assume, I was assuming his character. I think he could be yeah, a person yeah. played R2D2 or something, but, uh, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I remember, I remember fragments, but like, as I was, it was quite a big day for me, so I do remember quite a lot of it. Roz, what was your like, memory of Star Wars before Revenge of the Sith? I remember having a couple of copies of, what's it? I had the Empire Strikes Back. 
and I had Return of the Jedi on VHS, so I just watched them. I wasn't really bigger than you hope because I didn't really actually have it in my possession. And uh, out of the prequel films, I actually, I've got to say it, guys, I really liked Attack of the Clones when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't know Fair any enough. better. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember either of those two previous prequels coming out? Like, did you see them in cinemas or did you experience them when they were new? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't remember seeing any of them in the actual cinemas, but I remember having them on, just when they came out on DVDs. We, me and my mate used to always watch Attack of the Clones, and we loved the, uh, the arena scene with the act players. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you guys, both, so there's a question for, for both of you guys. <laughs> Do you guys remember going from, yay, it's a Star Wars movie, to this is a critically panned <laughs> terrible way to ruin Star Wars. I don't remember. I remember going to see them, going to see the prequels, obviously, because I wasn't alive when the originals came out. Going to see the prequels, and then now I just know that they're really <laughs> they were received really badly. But What's yeah, what do you? Well, well, when, when I was when I was a kid, I I kind of like really I kind of like really enjoyed them for kind of what it was because I guess that's how they're marketed towards with mm. George Lucas. Yeah. I mean, looking back at it now, they were kind of uh, not really a ploy, but they were kind of made for selling like all the merchandise on top of it. When I knew, I kind of knew, I kind of knew it was critically panned on. I was kind of moving into like secondary school and seeing like the comments, like, okay, if you compare them to the originals, they're kind of like a much better made, and the CGI is kind of like really questionable. But uh, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the the transition stage. But uh, it it didn't really affect me that much, you know. Yeah. I think out, out of That's the prequels, good. Revenge of the Sith was kind of one of the best ones. So uh, that was kind of the saving that's grace. General, that's a general consensus. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how it's regarded. I mean, for me, I, The Phantom Menace was the best thing I'd ever seen. And it topped, <laughs> it, topped, it topped the other films when I saw it as like an 11-year-old. So yeah. Yeah. Like, I think AJ, you and I were just the exact right age for all three of the films mm. when they came out. Mm. Um, and then it wasn't until somewhere between like episode two and episode three that I heard this other yeah. voice being like those films suck and it was like what <laughs> well Star Wars. ross at least you didn't have the same experience as jake lloyd the kid who played young anakin oh um, god yeah who, what armed robbery or something <laughs> yeah something he, he fell yeah. he fell far from grace i yeah. think thanks to I, I haven't quite reached his heights yet but uh <laughs> someday i'm hoping yeah so how did you actually get the part for 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 Saw's Bandeem, I believe the character's name is. Yeah, that's true. What's it? Uh, my mum used to uh, used to work with someone who then went on to work for a casting agency called Ancosca Limited, and so it's pretty it's pretty much basically nepotism on my on that part. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, this is the film industry. But uh, but yeah, she just uh, that was the same company responsible for doing uh, the Golden Compass, sorting out the casting for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, so it's kind oh, of cool. that era of films that were doing the casting for all those films at that time. So yeah, that's that's how I got it. So did you screen test for the part when you were telling the story before? You made it sound like Mum packed you in the car one day, you went off for an epic day, and then you came home. <laughs> what they had, to, what I had to do beforehand is they had to take a few just uh, standardized like f- picture portraits of me just to see if I'd suit the role normally my facial features and that and I think I did one role play thing when I had to buy a product from a shop so my mum was a shopkeeper and I had to buy something so just basically basic standard level of acting but apart from that no I didn't need to do any screen testing from it I I pretty much got the part from bare luck and basically just practicing my line and not speaking to anyone 
<laughs> How do you mean? Basically, uh, all the kind of kids were talking amongst themselves, and I was kind of a bit of a loner reading a book about dinosaurs. So when the question was like popped, like who actually knows the line, I was the first kid to just go, "Oh yeah, me, I do." She, said, oh, ah, and she said, "Okay, okay let's pick so you." Yeah. It it seems like maybe all of the kids had a shot at doing the line, but you were just the one that was prepared and quick on the spot. Yeah, yeah. It was fate. They all hate me now. <laughs> it was fate, man. <laughs> awesome. They're all they're all they're all in a room somewhere plotting. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool, man. So. I, I don't know if you've picked up on this, Ross, but um, Saw's Bandeam is actually an anagram of your name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> was that a coincidence or? I, I don't think it was at all. I I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't credited for my part in the film, so I think that was their little way of giving me an actual link to say that I was in it. We me. That's awesome. My parents got an email one day, basically saying, "You're." kid's character's name is Saw's Bandy and we heard nothing else apart from that one email so we're just like okay I guess that's what my name is like well that's great because I think it's not just that you were an extra in Revenge of the Sith like you're one of the most memorable parts of the film like, like yeah, it's you're ridiculous. a meme dude yeah, you're a yeah. total meme it's mad it's mad when you think about it <laughs> yeah yeah because it's also part of the transition point from when Anakin can't really turn back he can't go back yeah. after he's killed you're, a few the, kids, can he? The key yeah. turning point in the entire movie, for you're, sure. You're, yeah. you're, you're the first victim of Darth Vader, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's mad when you really think about it. When I was young, when I went to the premiere, when I saw my actual scene, well, first of all, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to even be part of it. I was expecting <laughs> it to be cut. But uh, when, I, when I saw it, I didn't, I didn't really realise the gravity of the whole situation, you know? Yeah, mm. that ties in nicely to a question I had. Because Revenge of the Sith is talked about as being the darkest Star Wars movie, and before it came out, there were all these questions about what how what it was going to be rated. Was it ever in question that you would be allowed to watch the movie as a six year old at the time? I, I don't think there was any conversation about it being too mature for me. But maybe that's to do with if you work in a film, and if even if you're a child like actor in a film, yeah. I'm not sure if the, that regulation still applies. It'll be it'll be interesting to find that out, you know. Mm. Like did, if a child so stars you, in a horror film. Did did six year old Ross realise that he was being slaughtered by Anakin oh. Skywalker? <laughs> that's that's a funny story. Well, so at, at the time, I I didn't know where what the situation was. I had a inkling suspicion that I died, so I asked my parents like. Oh, uh, did Anakin actually end up killing me? Because he shows the scene with all the dead young years later. And they said, oh, no, Ross, you actually, your character actually escaped. Like George Lucas <laughs> told us personally. So I, there was a few months and I just was like walking around school thinking I survived. And then like uh, a few friends might have just like, sorry to break it to you, Ross, but you actually did die. And I was like, okay. That's cooler though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of George Lucas, do you have any memories of working with George Lucas or Hayden Christensen? I remember speaking to Hayden Christensen for five minutes, just before we mm-hmm. actually did the scene and set up the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I, remember, I was given a, a green lightsaber to begin with, but then they switched out for just the lightsaber handle, which made me ask the questions like, uh, what's it, Hayden Christensen, what's more dangerous, an adult's lightsaber or a kid's lightsaber? 
<laughs> Look at looking back on it, I could I would have asked uh, a more poignant question, but hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. it turns out an adult's lightsaber is more dangerous. Yeah. yeah, well, I'd imagine. I don't. To be honest, though, I don't know if Hayden Christensen would have um, what he would say would be canon. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know I'm just here for right. my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, that was that was a great Hayden Christensen impression. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank um, you. Well, see, I actually did so- some research into the Star Wars lore because I I think. Mm-hmm. Aside from the, aside from even the prequels and even the films they make about it, the law is really interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually do put uh, less powerful. Uh, I forget what crystals they're called in the actual lightsaber. Kyber, Kyber crystals. Kyber crystals? Yeah, yeah, in the actual kids' lightsabers to train so they don't hurt themselves. So it turns out Hayden oh. Christensen was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and but but furthermore, that also means you had a valid question, like you asked. True. A valid yeah. Question. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't I was, need to I was, feel too embarrassed about I, it. I was kicking myself for years. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not an answer that surprises me, but it's still like... So, Ross, was there a version of that scene where you would have held a lit lightsaber? Uh, I think that's what the the conversations behind the scenes was about. Because in the, in the beginning, they did give me... A green lightsaber with, which is attached to the handle which they would have superimposed special effects on and then a few minutes later they just did give me a handle so I think they were kind of making that decision on the spot while making the scene hmm. and I, I remember exactly. seeing I remember seeing George Lucas in the background and him saying cut like about three or four times that's that's my only <laughs> recollection of George Lucas I'm afraid oh really so, so there was no there was no direct direction from George Lucas to you no, no, it was, uh, I, f- I think the, cast- the, the casting director was the one who was kind of referring the information back to me. So, like, he said, you need to stop looking at Anakin's lightsaber when he, like, like pulls out. That sounds like, that sounds like really, like, like bad, but yeah. No, that, that's good yeah. directing, though, because I think, yeah. I think as, as much of a meme as the scene is, and I think it's enhanced in the, in the following scene of Obi-Wan nearly cracking up when he says the word youngling, but I think <laughs> yeah. the, the most the most impactful part about that scene, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, like it is your reaction. It is you. Mm. That little half step you do backwards yeah. when the lightsaber gets ignited, it, it yeah, sells yeah. the moment mm. uh, pretty damn well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, lads. I can't I can't remember <laughs> if that was even scripted or not. You know. Yeah. Well, you you have you can say you are co-writer yeah. on Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. To, to jump scene, back yeah. briefly to what we were just talking about, where if you had a lit lightsaber, I just would love to see a version that's like because if Anakin comes into the room and all the kids have lit lightsabers, the the scene that is then put into your mind where the light the children try to fight off the grown man, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. You know, you can see why they went the other way because if it's just a slaughter, it's it's kind of tragic. But if it's like the kids are trying to defend themselves, the off-screen <laughs> comedy in that would just be too much. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think I can in that imagine what's they made it? the right decision. Well, so I had a, a kind of image in my head when I did kind of like think that I actually survived that I kind of jumped down to us onto a starfire and escaped. Mm. Mm. Maybe I could maybe. have. Maybe maybe I could have lived life in like the under. The underworld of Coruscant, <laughs> using my force yeah, powers man. for criminal ways. 
Yeah. If you Google Saw's Bandeem, there's a whole website dedicated to you. And, wait, and so I'm no, sure no. There's, there's fan fiction of you somewhere, dude. Wait, wait. I, I know I know the Wikipedia page. I, I found that up. No, like I, the, uh... I found a really like poorly kept up website called Saw'sBandeem.com. That is crazy. Well, I, I've got to search this up for myself. Sourcebandy.com. Okay. I think that's what it was. Is it there? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master Skarker, there are two men there. What are going to do? Meme gallery. Oh, wow. On that subject, uh, Ross, do you have a favourite Source Bandeem meme? Because for those listening who don't know, um, there are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of prequel memes. Um, but. I feel like Saw's Bandeem is the 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 golden goose of prequel memes. So do you have a favourite one? My favourite one is when uh, Anakin's, like, got a knife and a fork, but it said they're mini lightsabers and he's cutting me up like he's about to eat me. <laughs> I, I think mine, my favourite was right around the time they were promoting The Force Awakens, you could change your profile picture to a blue lightsaber and people oh, yeah? took your face... And use that as their profile picture, so it was your character with the blue lightsaber running horizontally down the side, or vertically down the side. And it was just brilliant. Oh, I didn't see so that funny. one. You, you got to show that one to me. I'll, yeah. I'll find that for you and send it to you. And then, of you... course, the other one was people's Snoke theories, and they'd taken your face and they'd put scars mm. on it and said that yeah. your character was going to be Snoke. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, the resemblance is uncanny, but like, what I wanted to say is like, do you remember the, the Valentine's Day meme? It was like, uh, roses are red, violets are blue, Master Skull, there are too many of them, what are we <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. to do? I, I yeah, that was my second favourite, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the infamous um, Snoke fan theory that I, I stumbled onto last night when I was trying to figure out what questions can I ask someone for half an yeah. hour when they appeared in a movie for <laughs> three for seconds. three shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, really milking the salt yeah. yeah. So there, there is a massive fan theory on Reddit that I found that Saw's Bandeem is Snoke. <laughs> and there was yeah, like, yeah, yeah the, the, the crack in Snoke's head is the lightsaber wound from when Anakin struck him yeah. and like and like, i became evil due to the trauma of the yeah. incident and the resulting ptsd yeah yeah do you, i mean spoilers for last jedi here but snoke's dead i don't know if we're going to hear more about him anytime is soon. he though so, are you sure it wasn't the, a sith force hologram maybe it was but at this that? moment we can assume if, if we can assume we're never going to find more out about him then there's no reason why saw's bandeem isn't snoke it's true. It's true. Sure. <laughs> and if I had some secret information from the film writers, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to tell you anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back back in 2005 <laughs> when they'd already planned. Uh, yeah, last yeah. Jedi. They, they really thought this one out. They really thought this one out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's no reason why not. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Ross, did you ever actually get to meet George Lucas, even at all? 
I remember seeing him. Seeing him. I remember being in really close proximity to him. I don't remember speaking to him at all, though. The only people I spoke with were what's it? Ewan McGregor who played Obi Wan and Hayden Christensen. But, you spoke uh, to Ewan McGregor. Yeah, we spoke to him for like ten, fifteen minutes. Me and my mum. Ah, cool. It was sick. Yeah, yeah, it was sound. What's it? We all had like champagne and stuff. We started drinking. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, as a six-year-old though, I I wouldn't have known who George Lucas was. Nah, Did you nah, know who nah. He was? Yeah, I I think I might have had a slight feeling, but I don't remember recognizing him. Like, mm. yeah. I just find it amusing that for such a key scene, there was zero interaction between the director and this <laughs> the character on screen speaking the line and yeah. doing the acting. So. Hey George, yeah, do you want to yeah. do you want to direct this like significant turning that, point for Anakin's character? Let's give George the benefit of the doubt. That might be the difference between dealing with child. You know, the casting director is going to be good at working mm, with children, true. so maybe it's that, but. I think we we always need mm. to give George Lucas the benefit of the doubt in all in all areas. <laughs> he did try. He did try. Mm. But, uh, he did. He did try, Rowan. <laughs> did, yeah. I I, th- I think I think it's quite I think it's quite fashionable to kind of like hate on the prequels. Obviously, they're not the they're not the best ones, but I, I do I do like the whole Palpatine rising to power storyline. Mm. I do too. Yeah. Poli- the whole yeah. kind of political like intrigue, but. At the same time, they they do, they do lay it on a bit too heavy with talk about politics, though. Yeah, I think it's they're not um, the story. There's nothing wrong with the stories of the prequels, more or less. There's a few things, but and it's I feel like what's wrong with the prequels comes down more to the acting and the directing, as, as opposed yeah, to yeah. Oh, we are on the on the line with one of the actors. Well, not this He's actor, up. of course. E- example no, number one, right here. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Just the execution was poorly handled. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's, Have you have you seen uh, Red Letter Media's like taking the prequels? Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, the, um, yeah, the, the, the yeah. like two and a half hour long ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are those are great. Those are so good. Yeah, I love them. They get they almost make you cry by the end of it. Like they're so serious. <laughs> they and are so funny, they make the prequels a hundred percent worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make the prequels mm. way worse, but then there'll be like a moment where it'll it, he'll stop talking with a stupid voice and it'll just intercut George Lucas talking about why CGI is bad, <laughs> cut with all the CGI <laughs> yeah. in the prequels and stuff like that, and it's quite sad in a way. So or Yoda's yeah. Yoda's fight scene matched with Yoda from Empire talking about how you know the force is one with us and then i'm just going nuts with the lightsaber um so from this from this talk ross i gather you you would consider yourself a star wars fan like outside of being in them yeah yeah i'm a star wars fan cool well, do you have a, yeah, do you yeah. have a favorite film uh i probably had to say return of the jedi really, I really okay. I, yeah because that, that's that's the that's the film i have the most experience watching as a kid and that kind of just like kind of emotionally resonated with me I remember watching it on my first day of school too, so I've got that mm. like anchor to the film, especially Star the, the scenes in Jabba's palace. Yeah, Star Wars has been like a quite a formative, like a few tent poles in your life. Then, yeah, yeah, you can, you can definitely <laughs> say that. Uh, out, of the, out of the new fil- out of the new films, I, re- I really liked the Force Awakens and uh, what's that? And then the the newest one, I can't Last Jedi. Up. The last year, I can't believe I completely forgot the name of it. But <laughs> but yeah, and, and I and I didn't like that one as so much. But I, I really like the aesthetics of the new one. Yeah, it's cool. So if I if I asked you to rank the Star Wars films, would that be too <laughs> arduous of a task? I feel like we're never talking about Star Wars. It is custom for the those of the discussion yeah, yeah. to rank the films. 
From the top of my head, it will go uh, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, uh, what's it? Revenge of the Sith, uh, New Hope, Force Awakens, uh, what's it? Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and then uh, what's it? The Last Jedi, and then The Phantom Menace. It started out relatively, um, like, kind of consistent with what the world thinks, and then it got a bit rocky at awards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. the end there, but that's okay. Still <laughs> went away, yeah. I think that's what's great about Star Wars, is that you can meet people and talk to people who are passionate about the, what I would call the worst ones, <laughs> and what other people would mm. say are the best ones. It's, so, it's a community which is divided yet so together at the same yes. time it's weird yeah <laughs> that's that's beautiful when you talk to people like friends or other family members about how you'd gone and done a day shooting on star wars how did you describe the part to them i i just say that i played the part of a mini jedi knight because at, at at the time like i wasn't completely aware of how like impactful the scene was or or even the fact that i actually died so mm. yeah i said i was a mini jedi knight Otherwise, I would have said, like, I was Darth Vader's first victim. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You oh, you're in, you're As a in badge Star of honor, Wars, yeah. Ross. That's amazing. Who did you play? I was Darth Vader's first victim. <laughs> <laughs> in the scene, yeah. were you told that, the, that Anakin, the character of Anakin, was turning evil in that moment? Like, were you told to be fearful of him? We, we, weren't, we weren't told anything to be, like, to be fearful of the character. We, we were, I think we were told to be to be shocked and scared to, and to have that kind of trusting element so it's uh oh he's here to save us mm. when in reality he's not there to save us mm. unfortunately Tragic. lucasfilm at the time was known for giving out really great gift baskets full of merchandise did you receive like an epic supply of toys or nothing uh i, d- I didn't i didn't uh, receive any merchandise or anything from lucasarts apart from apart from my paycheck which was about uh What's it? Like fifty quid, fifty pounds. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and did you Which I mean, to, to be fair, to be fair, being being part of yeah. Star Wars, having that role, that's kind of that's kind of, that's payment enough. But it's it's kind of strange you seeing that payment and thinking that I've got paid more for what's it for programs which are much less mm. like no, notorious, you know? Well, that's 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 true power. The true power of working on Star Wars, right? Like I'd, yeah, I'd, be, yeah. I'd, I'd probably have like a significant role on a Star Wars movie for free. Murder for the role. Yeah. So we sort of touched on this earlier, but how have you handled the fame and glory? Do you have any good stories of people coming up to you in the street, recognizing you or anything like that? I've been, uh, what's that? I've been recognized in a, in a few nightclubs around town, which is quite cool. <laughs> wow. Really? That's great. <laughs> So what's it? Uh, I was out with my my ex in December, and we went to mm-hmm. see uh, gigs play at a local nightclub called Halo. And there were some people I didn't even know who were word had got around that I was the kid who was in it. So they recognised me, but I didn't recognise them. They're like, "Oh, oh my God, you're the kid who were in Star Wars." I was like, "Yeah, I am. How do you know?" It was ridiculous. Well, yeah, just <laughs> at the back great. of the club. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 it feels it feels really it feels really good, you know. It feels really good when you get recognised. Is that what people yell at you? Is it you're the kid from Star Wars, or do they do the line, or is ah, there any other Saul's way to? Ah, it's Saul's band team. <laughs> they it, know it, the it, name. It, it used to be in uh, in secondary school. It used to be, oh my god, it's a kid from Star Wars. Say the line. Say the line. Say the line. Like thousands of times. But now it's just like, oh hey, how's it going, mate? Are you good? So it's kind of it's it's changed the way people it's react changed. to it. 
Mm. Yeah, it's more chill. So, I, in in regards to acting, like obviously you're not a you know you didn't continue from Revenge of the Sith and became like a a Hollywood superstar. But did you do any yeah, acting yeah. outside of Star Wars? Oh yeah, I was part of a what's it a reconstruction for a National Geographic documentary about the Hindenburg disaster. That okay. was pretty fun. So I I played the role of a uh, of like ironically a survivor of the disaster. towards tragedies, don't you? Yeah, I'm 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 always so close to death. I'm like a mini Sean Bean. But uh, <laughs> but what's it? It, it was kind of like the time around, uh, what's it, Nazi Germany, so it was really weird being on the set, getting dressed up in kind of like your li- the little boy German outfit, and then there'll be a framed picture of Hitler on the wall. And then me and my brother would have to pretend to play dominoes at a table while saying German like numbers, like, Oz, Vai, Drei, Vier, Funft. And that's nice. all we really knew. But I did Is end that- up getting flung out of the set onto a blue mattress, which was quite fun. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Would have been a similar experience to Star Wars then. Blue, <laughs> yeah. Blue screen to Except, Did, except for us flying out the window, yeah. Yeah, I is can actually uh, type in uh, National Geographic Hindenburg, and I should be on one of the main thumbnails which come up. We're, we're very like far away from all our keyboards at the moment, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll put that in my pocket and do it later on. Oh, um, sweet, yeah. And I was also in... Uh, a little like like cult comedy series called My Life in Film where the main character was the guy who used to do the BT adverts back in the UK that's British Telecom it's oh, yeah. uh, quite a big company and uh, yeah I, I played his younger self I had to dress in a cowboy outfit and kind of set fire to this like what's it like model like railway track which was like mm-hmm. like lit with like molten wax so that's cool. quite fun. So that that's my uh, that's my acting career. So in a nutshell, wh- yeah. Do you, so you haven't acted in anything recently? No, no. Why is that? Do you do you not want to? Is it is it not a dream anymore? It's it's not that I don't want to or that <laughs> it's not a dream. It's just logistically, my parents kind of moved away from the hustle and bustle of London, where it would be much more convenient, and we kind right. of just like went on to do other things. Not that I wouldn't be open to act in the future. I mean, Hollywood. If you're listening to this, I'm uh, I'm completely on board. But uh, well, I think I think you've yeah. got a shot at they're doing something. I was gonna say, like, if I was you, I'd be leveraging your your memedom and starting like a yeah, podcast yeah. or or a YouTube channel or something. That is an idea. Have you been to any of the Star Wars conventions or any of those kind of things where like your star power would truly be measurable? No, not yet. You know what? There is a local there's a local Comic Con at Bournemouth, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Don't quote me on that, I might be wrong though, but you need to get registered for that to actually be kind of one of the the characters on display there. But next year I'm gonna go there. I'm probably gonna have a placard with my character's picture on it and I'm gonna be charging like for autographs. <laughs> Like ten nice. quid a pop, because what's it? I heard the stormtroopers they get they get quite a lot of money for each autograph. Mm. People, I think people would pay top dollar for a photo with you. You'd, yeah, yeah, you'd definitely. Like the yeah, highlight yeah. of the film. So, and you're mm. recording this with us for free. How good are you? <laughs> hey, give me something back, nah. Yeah, we will try. We'll try. We'll give you all the revenue <laughs> from the the hundreds of plays this will get on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, give me a shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what are you doing now? I am doing advertising at the local uni. And oh, so that's, I currently, that's still creative then. Yeah, yeah, I actually really do want to get into the creative side of the industry. I want to like create storyboards for video advertisements. 
Because mm-hmm. I think having my imagination either put onto a video format and carried out to its execution, I find that like extremely satisfying to do anyway. In fact, I had a I had an interview Monday, and I've got to create uh, an advertisement for this like beer mat game for tomorrow. Cool. So I've got go. to take a few pictures of that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So before before we go, Ross, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell people to go check out? Well, what's up? We've got uh, we've got a little YouTube channel. Me and a group of mates. It's called the Thai Guys. So cool, uh, cool. That's spelled T H E T Y. G U Y S, and awesome. uh, check me out on Instagram at Beadman Ross. You, I was saying, you're, I was just thinking before your Twitter handle or Instagram name. You should b- change it to Darth Vader's first victim. I think that would be a- actually. You know what? <laughs> that's a shout. I might actually. Do, I, you know what? I'll do that. Do it. Yeah, that's for free. There you go. Yeah. Um, another thing. I was. Have you heard of the podcast? I was there too. No. You should contact them, man. Because they, so yep. I was there too. They they talk to people who were in famous scenes. All right. So like, not not they don't talk to like the big celebrity. They'll talk to like. Wait, are they? Um, are they Australian? They're not Australian, are they? No, it's American. Um, okay. So okay. yeah, he yeah. talks. To, he's talked to like the DOP on the Star Wars holiday special, and he's talked to All like right. the three the three women who stood in for the chipettes and the second Alvin and the Chipmunks movie and stuff like that. So they talk to like the real obscure and niche people who have been in things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get come into contact with them. Yeah. yeah. Tell them tell them that Colt Pops just sent you and maybe we can all scratch each other's backs. Yeah, you guys could do a little collaboration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool man. Well that's that's all all the questions we had, so we'll we'll, we'll let you go now, but um thank you very much for your thank time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I hope I provided you with some good content. Oh, it's been it's been great. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, if you want to see more of Ross's work, check out the Thai guys on YouTube as well as his Instagram at Beadman Ross. You can also check out more of our stuff. Look for Cult Popsha on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Instagram for loads of videos, movie reviews, and podcasts. And feel free to send us an email at cultpopshamedia at gmail.com. Let us know if you played some obscure role in Lord of the Rings or something like that. We'd love to interview you too. If you enjoyed this episode, I recommend you check out another interview we did recently with a woman who edits movie trailers. You can check out that in the show notes below. Thank you once again for listening and have a great day.